This week on the Habs Forum, the Montreal Canadiens are in the Stanley Cup final. It just it just it just keeps happening. I know we're one game in, and I know the first game didn't go that well. But hey, we haven't recorded since making the final, and we're still in the final. I, I don't care if the game one didn't go that well. Game one didn't go well uh, in in the series against Vegas either. It didn't go well in '93 either. Hey, the Canadians are in the final. I'm still having a fucking blast, and we just booked tickets to go to the viewing party tomorrow. So I'm even more excited about it now. So I mean, we got we got so much to talk about with that. Uh, I mean, uh, aside from that, got a tw- Twitter question as always at the Habs Forum. Uh, if you want to ask us any questions about really anything involving uh, the Canadians and a few other things to touch on. But first, Dustin, tell us who the sponsor is. The Habs Forum is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Check out the new Lawnmower 4.0 and the rest of the all-star lineup at Manscaped.com. Use promo code HABSFORUM for 20% off your purchase and get free shipping. Exciting stuff, Mario. Almost as exciting as the Canadians being in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, I don't know if anything in my life has ever been as exciting <laughs> as that Lekkonen goal. I mean, like, we're obviously going to talk about yesterday's game. But before we do that, I mean, we got to talk about just the end of the series. So last episode, when we recorded, it was 2-2 in the series between Vegas and uh, and Montreal. And then a dominant performance, winning 4-1, uh, with uh, going up 3-0 in that game, in Game 5. And then just a 3-2 overtime loss. I mean... It's just that 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 feeling when Lekin and score. It's like it didn't feel real that we were even uh, in overtime with a chance to make it to the final until Lekin and scored that goal. And even then, it didn't really feel real. No, I know. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. Basically, ever since then, I would say like it 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 feels surreal. Like it yeah. it doesn't feel like this is real life right now. And I mean, first of all, like just to touch on Game Five, I mean, what an absolutely dominating performance yeah. by the Habs. I mean. I mean, you have to think their best game all season, yeah. easily probably. I mean, to to absolutely dominate them, the 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 Golden Knights, who obviously were one of the best teams in the NHL, and basically just just completely dominate them in every facet of the game. And then, like you said, I mean, Game Six. But wait, in. before you move on from Game Five, though, the one thing I want to say too, getting goals from Kutkinyemi, Caulfield, and Suzuki in that game. And on top of that, the Eric Stahl goal was 100% off a Suzuki play. I mean, talk about, like, the best performance in in years in the playoffs, of these playoffs at least, and it's 100% led by the kids. Of course, Price plays well in nets and all that, but it's not like he stole a game or anything like that. I mean, that's just... It's just I, I I'm feeling more and more this playoff run is going to end up being something we're looking regardless of how it happens in the final we're going to look back on it as it being the coming out party for the kids and for for uh like maybe not a decade but at least a half decade of of, of these kids maybe a decade why not you know of these kids yeah. developing into a dominant dominant forward group for the Canadians yeah I mean you know we talked about it on the lot on the last podcast regardless of what happens you know the rest of the way. The, the the experience that the kids are gaining from this and and again like i mean like you just said it's it's not that they're just passengers on this team either yeah. they are the ones that when when the canadians need it most you know they they're the guys that are stepping up more often than not so i mean it's, it's, uh, and and again like what can you say i mean Caulfield, suzuki cooking i mean and, and i mean suzuki with three points in that game too incredible and, and Caulfield just stepped in he's not even technically a rookie yet you know like his rookie season's next year and he's already a game breaker you know like he's the guy i want to have the puck on his stick if we need a goal late in the game over everyone he, he's oh, just absolutely. he's the purest goal scorer we've had on this team 
I mean, I, since I guess Pacioretty, which who, who also scored in this game, a, a classic, <laughs> uh, uh, like scores in the third to make it three one. It's just classic goal that Pacioretty likes to score that ultimately didn't mean much. Uh, it just yeah, it's Patty just, Reddy, You know, he's 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 back to doing what he does best right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's back in his patio. <laughs> it's just it's just incredible. Like just looking at that scoreline right now, uh, with with all the kids participating, and then and then you were gonna say game six. I mean, game six. I mean, what a, what a great game. But I mean, like you said, I mean, just a surreal moment. I mean, definitely. I mean, like I've I've had, and I'm sure we've had so many great moments watching them watching the Montreal Canadiens over the years. But yeah. I mean, I I can't think of another moment that really even comes close oh, to nothing to that um, uh, i mean i mean i mean like we've had upsets in the past like this team i think is is probably better uh, overall because i know the team had a horrible end to the season but like people pointed out that uh i forget what's the name of the website but that website that everyone keeps retweeting all the time that has that graph with uh with the percentages to make the, the finals the percentages to win and all that i mean early on in the season when the canadians had that big run i mean they were being talked about they were second on that list they were being talked about by a bunch of i think it was pierre lebron saying that they were looking like a favorite and then, then it fell off but they had one of the worst schedules in the nhl so this team i don't think was ever as bad as as they looked at the end of uh of this season. So those other teams maybe were bigger surprises, bigger upsets when they, when they took out like teams like the Bruins and the Pens, but like, there's nothing like making the Stanley cup final, you know, it, it's, it's like such a new feeling. Like we've talked about not really remembering 93 at all. Yeah. And after 28 years, I mean, and a solid 20 years of 20 of those years being like diehard fans, it, it, it's just, it's just absolutely, yeah. it's, it's, it's indescribable. Like it's, I, I don't even know like we we were all watching it together in our, our friend's backyard in, in, in the sub in the suburbs. He had a huge projector set up for the game, so we were a bunch. And of course, it was Saint Jean in uh, in Quebec. So uh, I mean, for those who don't know, it's the, the national holiday in Quebec, which is it's just huge here. It's the biggest celebration of the year. And for that to happen on top of it, and then for the goal to come from the shutdown line, they deserve it so much. Like, what a story. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what, what, uh, again, like just a surreal moment. Like, I mean, I, uh, like the, the whole next day, I, I must have watched that clip and, and just reaction videos. Yeah. And what I mean, basically the whole day and every team, every time I saw it, I mean, you, I was still getting goosebumps. And, you know, I was watching it just, uh, just today as well and, you know, still getting goosebumps from it. Yeah. So, you know, just a moment, uh, <laughs> definitely I'll, I'll never forget for sure. And, Hopefully not the last great moment that we no, have. Uh, ho- hopefully not. But yeah, but it was the same for me. It's like, uh, like of course, after that. So like I said, we were in the suburbs, but we saw the celebrations going in the city. So we decided to grab an Uber and, and just head to the city and get, get – we got more of the tail end of the celebration. But there was still – I mean, an hour after the, the, the game was done, there were still cars stuck in traffic, people honking, hanging out of their of their car windows, celebrating, high-fiving. It was just absolutely, absolutely incredible. I mean – no, no, nothing quite like it, and especially like like we talked about the other upsets they've had in the past. It's been a while, you know. Like it's yeah. been a few years of kind of like I mean, sure there was that kind of upset in the first round slash bubble, but I remember barely paying attention because we were so bad last year, and it just seemed it like it, it was such a weird playoff run last year because it's like part of us were like if we would have maybe been better off getting a good pick here, you know. But this, it just really feels like. And again, against Vegas, I mean, they're they're a good team. 
But, I mean, like you said, hopefully it's not the last time we get to celebrate because Tampa Bay looked pretty damn good yesterday. Yeah, they, they definitely did. I mean, it's, I mean, first of all, they're $18 million over the salary cap. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that definitely helps. But, um, yeah, I mean, for as good as Vegas is and was, and, I mean, Toronto, too, obviously, they were they were a tough uh, out in the first round. But Vegas Vegas is, is, is a more complete team. You know, they, I mean, their goaltending is... I mean, what can you say about their goaltending? It's definitely better than anything we've faced so far, you know, regardless of what yeah. you think of Marc-Andre Fleury. But Vasilevsky, you know, is one of the top uh, two or three goaltenders in the world, uh, I would say, with Carey Price. And, I mean, you know, they all the scores that they have, they're going to be tough to beat. But, I mean, the Canadians didn't look very good in game one against Vegas either. And exactly. We saw how that Exactly. And and uh, one thing is, even though Dusham is not behind the bench, he's still very much the one making the adjustments and all that. And he'll be back for game three. Not the in-game adjustments, but in, in between the games. And that's what he's proven to be great at in these playoffs. He's proven to be a fantastic coach at making adjustments. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, the, the biggest worry with yesterday's game, well, first of all, I do feel like you could clearly see that it was one team that was in the Stanley Cup Finals last year. So... There's something to be said about a lot of those players were there last year. So the moment doesn't feel too big, right? But on, in the Canadians' locker room, aside from Corey Perry, of course, was there last year. We have a few players that have made it to the, the final before. It, 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 a lot of the young guys, there's a big difference. There's a huge difference between making it to the second, third round in the playoffs and then the final. You're the last two teams. It, it, it's, it's so close. You, you can taste the cup. And you could feel that there was a bit of nervousness. Like, even a veteran guy like Shea Weber, he's never been to the finals before. And I feel like you could feel a lot of that energy. It was a team that had never been there before playing against a team that had has been there before. But that's game one. Once game two starts, I mean, now everybody has played in the finals, you know, because they've all played in game one. Because we saw a lot more turnovers from this team that we've seen, I feel like, the whole playoffs combined yesterday. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and, and it really was like everybody on, de well, really everybody on the team didn't play very well, aside from Carey Price, even, you know, despite letting in five goals. I mean, he, he was, it could have been a lot worse, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody on defense, uh, yeah, it wasn't a great game, obviously. I mean, and it, you know, it was Weber and Sherratt. We've seen them quite a bit. Um, you know, it, 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 we've seen them, de you know, struggle really with, with fast teams. And that's what we saw last night, but even the Edmondson Petrie pairing that, that have been pretty rock solid, really not even in the playoffs, but in throughout the General, whole season, yeah. they struggled mightily too. So, you know, I, th I think they obviously have to make a lot of adjustments, but again, it's, it's something, I mean, after, after what the Canadians have done in these playoffs, I would never bet against. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, but like you said, adjustments need to be made because I think a big thing also that we've done with this defense is how they've compensated for their lack of foot speed is they've almost intimidated the other team with their size. And it, it's happened in every round of this playoffs so far. And it even happened in, in, in last year's playoffs when we surprised the, the Penguins in, in that play-in round. It's, it's the big defenseman knocking the players around and making it not fun to play against. What I noticed yesterday with, with, with Tampa Bay and something I maybe didn't realize about them that team right now as fast as they are and as as skilled as they are they, they also have a lot of big bodies and it, it, they don't look like a team that's going to get intimidated by our big guys knocking them around I, I i think we still need to keep throwing the body around and all that but I, I think the game has to be more than just that and the thing is yesterday we need to find a way because i think at home is going to make a big difference because of the line matchups because 
the, the Lightning did a great job of making sure the top line, like they respected Dano. You know how like the Leafs in the first round said they didn't care who Matthews plays against? Well, they were wrong because yeah. they should have cared. Well, clearly the Tampa Bay Lightning care who their top line plays against, maybe the best line in, in the NHL, and they don't want him playing against Dano. He was, they were against the Suzuki line a lot, and as great as the Suzuki line has been offensively, I just don't think they have the defensive chops to stop that type of line. And then what happens is then they don't get the offensive opportunities, right? They, the team has to find a way to get Dano on the ice against Brendan Point's line. Like, they just they have to. It's, it's crucial to, 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 the, to this team, like, coming out with the win here. No, for sure. I mean, they, 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 you know, it, it makes a big difference. And I mean, Suzuki's obviously, you know, he's, he's made huge strides on defense and that, but he's definitely, he's no Phil Deneau. Yeah, exactly. At least not at this point. So, you know, I, I mean, but one thing, one thing, um, you know, you, you had talked about throwing the body around, but, you know, that's one thing that I thought they didn't do enough of in the, in, in game one was, you know, basically, I think they had one more hit. The hits were something like 58 to 57. I'd definitely like to see him throw the body around a lot more. Yeah, but make 50 is still a lot. It's just a Tampa Bay can throw the body around, too, is what we saw yesterday. But I don't know. I, I, was, I thought that they were lacking a little bit of physicality. Um, you know, and, and I think that's why they were so successful, especially as the series went on against Vegas. Sure. And, you know, I mean, they, they cannot let up here against uh, against against the lightning because i mean they're they're just good if not better i i definitely think they're better because the big big thing with vegas that i think wasn't almost talked enough about in the first round their biggest weakness i mean look at the cup champs over the last not even just a couple of years over the last couple of decades we're not just talking about one top line center we're talking often about two top line centers you know you, you look at uh, the the type of centers that the, these teams have had like the Crosbys and Malkins or Taves in Chicago like the, the, these these teams all have a great depth down the middle and that's something Vegas didn't have right I mean nothing against Tyler Stevenson and William Carlson but we're not talking about elite number one center so I think the Canadians had him beat there this is where Tampa Bay, it's, it's not the same situation. Right? It's, it's, it's like you said, it's a much more complete team. And then when the Canadians did have their opportunities, because on games where the Canadians, the Price kept the team in, in the game and they kind of stole a game, what happened is they were very opportunistic. And the Canadians have to be opportunistic to, to beat this Lightning team. They have to find a way to beat Vasilevsky, even if they don't get that many opportunities. There were some good ch- chances yesterday. I mean, if Weber scores on that breakaway early in the game, it could change the entire game. Yeah, no, for sure. That would have tied the game up. So, um, you know, it, and, and they, they, off, they also got a lot of bad bounces. I thought, I mean, they, yeah. you know, they, they got some lucky goals. Like obviously the, the third goal where it went off like Sherratt's hands, like what a, what a weird goal that was. And, you know, I mean, they, they just can't afford to, to get scored on like that to, to, you know, to not, I mean, basically, you know, to any, if, if, if they're getting a lot of bad bounces like that, it's, it's going to be tough for them because everything basically has to go right for the Canadians. But, uh, you know, again, at the end of the day, I mean, it, it seemed like it was the end of the world on Twitter last night uh, when the Canadians lost five to one. But, you know, it's it's just one game. It's, it's not that big of a deal. And, you know, it's it's like it's like they always say, I mean, you're only in trouble until you're, you're not in trouble until you lose at home. So exactly. And, and the thing is, is, like people are talking a lot about how the Canadians and we mentioned it, like lost the first game uh, against against Vegas. And people are even talking about how. They lost game one of the cup final, something like the last four or five times they've won the cup, you know? Uh, I mean, I, I always 
find like bringing up stats from years ago a little bit ridiculous. Like it's they're completely irrelevant. Like they don't actually mean anything. When we're talking about within these playoffs, it's something else. Something worth considering. It's not just looking at the Canadians. Is let's look at Tampa Bay. They had a game against uh, against the Islanders. I'm sure they still ended up winning the series, but they had had a game. They won what seven or eight nothing against the Islanders. So they they can have those games. It doesn't mean that that's how every game went. You, you know what I mean? Like one blowout doesn't mean the series is over it, by 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 any 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 means whatsoever. No, exactly. It doesn't matter if you lose by eight goals or one goal. At the end of the day, I mean, it's, it, a loss is a loss. So you know, whatever. I, I you know, the, the the Canadians have had some bad moments in these playoffs, and they've always bounced back. So you know, they they do they obviously. I mean, there's a lot of adjustments that need to be made. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm definitely I'm not too worried about it. And like the, at the end of the day, it's like. Like, I don't want to fe- I don't want to like I don't want people like to get mad because it's like, oh, he doesn't care if they win or obviously I care and I'm rooting. But I don't even feel that stressed watching it. Like, I feel so blessed to just be able to watch them even just make the final. It just it just feels like they're here a few years before kind of like. Like the, the kids are playing amazing these playoffs. Like regardless, honest, I'm honestly, regardless of what happens in this final series, th- this is the most fun I've watched. I had watching the Canadians, and nothing, nothing that happens in these finals is going to take that away. You know, at the end of the day, Tampa Bay, I think, it, it, from what we saw yesterday, is an extremely strong team, and I think it definitely the best top to bottom, just best coached, be, best goaltender, best. Like depth on forward, like team that, and let's, let's not forget the defense. You know that that, that we face uh, in these playoffs. So there, there's no shame of, of having a hard time against Tampa Bay. And I do believe this team can 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 make it through. But like, like I keep saying at the end of all these episodes, like just enjoy the ride, man. Like, re- regardless yeah. how these games go, this this is we're, you're never gonna get to watch hockey in June, let alone July soon. You know, it's j- just enjoy it, man. No, exactly. I, I mean, for sure. I mean, obviously, it's gonna be. Ex- you know, again, we've only lost one game here. It's it's going to be extremely disappointing and and frustrating if the if the Canadians do end up losing. It's going to be very nerve wracking. But but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, just enjoy it. I mean, you know, why you shouldn't be freaking out after the Canadians lose one game? Let's enjoy it and and whatever happens happens at this point. Um, but I mean, you know, it, yeah, definitely uh, probably the last time we're ever going to see hockey in July, I would imagine. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this doesn't happen again. But yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely an exciting time. And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's only one game. And let, let's not forget, I mean, yes, they're extremely strong. They just, I mean, they were basically within a goal of losing to the Islanders. And the Islanders are a relatively similar team, I would say, yeah. to the Canadians. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they have their trouble. And, and again, like, like you said, I mean, they blew out the Islanders one game and then they lost the next game. So uh, they're definitely a beatable team. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. But, you know, I mean, aside from Winni- Winnipeg was a rel- relatively easy series, and I always thought they were going to win no problem. But with Toronto and Vegas, obviously, it was going to be an uphill battle. Yeah. Uh, but we got, you know, we got play from from our top players, from Carey Price. We, I mean, it wasn't like Carey Price had a bad game last night either. So, you know, if he can keep performing and the rest of the team can bounce back, the coaches can make the adjustments. I mean, the, the Canadians definitely are still in this series. And there's something about this run where, and I was saying it at the end of the game uh, when they made it to the, there's something about this run that there's so many like little things that are happening that it just almost feels, and I don't even believe in this type of stuff usually, but it almost feels like the team of destiny, you know, like this is the team that's, that's meant to win. And if anything from game one, 
uh, were to were to like emphasize that, despite the fact that they lost, is all those pictures coming out of Brendan Gallagher with the blood dripping down his face, looking just angry. And I just I can't wait to see how they respond tomorrow after that game, because uh, I I think they're gonna come out very 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 strong. And look, it, it's gonna be up to Tampa to like we'll see how Tampa like responds to how the Canadians come out tomorrow. But it, it, they, this is not a team that's gonna give up. It's just not a team that gives up. They're gonna give every absolutely everything they have to to, to make this work. And and like like you just said, it's about some of the adjustments. And and like I said before, we they ha- I do believe that. Outside of that first line, the Canadians can really go toe-to-toe with this team. We need that first line to be going against Dano. That, that just, that just, and I know it's hard to do it on the road, and you don't want to get caught trying to do changes too much and all that, but like, I really think it, I mean, part of me is almost wondering if it's a good idea to, maybe not before the game, but during the game at some point, if they're having a hard time separating the, the, the shutdown guys a little bit. So they're not all because now we kind of it's kind of like the, the all the top shutdown guys are on the same line right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you need to find a way to to to, to have someone on the ice to contain those guys as as much as you can, because I mean you just saw the like the the goal Kucherov scored uh, yesterday to make it four one. It's like we were sh- we've been shutting down that goals like that from the stars of every other team. We we need to do this with Tampa Bay too. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like you said, I mean, uh, John Cooper, we know, is a, he's a great coach, and he did a, a great job last night of making sure that he was putting in his, his players, uh, you know, basically getting them away from uh, from the from the shutdown line. So it's going to be a lot of work, definitely, for the coaching staff. But, um, you know, and, and, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe maybe that's an adjustment that they have to make. So, I mean, you know, they, they have some other guys that, that are pretty solid defensively as well. I mean, Yoel jo- Army, I think he's though I don't think Jake Evans played that bad last night. No. Uh, obviously, it's tough coming back from an injury like that, first of all. And then, of course, you know, he hasn't played in uh, like a month, basically. So that that obviously was tough for him, too. I think Yoel Army back in the lineup will definitely help. And uh, yeah, I mean. No, I, I definitely uh, I'm feeling and like you said, I mean, it definitely does almost seem like the team of destiny. I mean, in game six, like, I don't know what it was, but I was like, wasn't even nervous whatsoever. Like, I I knew I, the I Canadians know. were going to win that game. And, I, I, and even right, even even right now, like, I don't really even feel that nervous. Um, I don't know if it's just if it hasn't sunk in that we're <laughs> that we're here yeah. at this moment. But uh, but part of it is, man, I'd like again, I mean, that this I have a lot of faith in this team, which is surprising seeing a couple of weeks ago we said they were dead in the water and stuff like that but with what they've done over the last six or seven weeks or whatever it is i mean uh yeah this this team seems like a team of destiny and definitely not a team i we all know how how i'm a betting man i definitely would not be betting against the canadians no absolutely not and i would and you were saying how during game six you weren't feeling that nervous and i i definitely agree with that it, it felt like the team just they just knew how to beat Vegas, right? And they just need to figure out the same thing with Tampa Bay. And even watching yesterday's game, game one, going into that game, I wasn't feeling great about the Canadians' chances of winning game one. I almost assumed that like, it, it's very hard, I feel like, as the underdog to win game one. It, it really comes down to having to do the adjustments and just kind of f- getting into the other team's head a little bit and all that. Like, I, I didn't really feel for much of that game like I mean, of course they scored pretty early but like if you would have asked me before the series what my prediction was obviously we're doing this episode uh, after the series has already started so like the 
it's easy to say now, but I would have predicted the Habs in six or seven. But I would have said they're going to lose Game One, though. Like there, there was, there was just I just had a feeling that Game One wasn't going to go the Canadians' way. They just got to find a way to win tomorrow. But even if they don't tomorrow, I do, I really do think that the at-home matchup is going to make a giant difference in this series. No, oh, it absolutely will. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it, like you said, it's it's definitely not a big, big, uh, you know, big deal losing Game One. I mean, ideally, you know, you really just. You want you're hoping to win one out of the first two, right? Exactly. Uh, on the road, and then, like you said, I mean, going back to Montreal, even if they were to lose tomorrow, I mean, going back to Montreal, first of all, potentially, and we're going to be talking about this a little bit later on, but potentially with ten thousand five hundred fans in attendance, back in Montreal, and again, I mean, it's going to make a huge difference being able to 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 have the matchups we want out there. So, the home ice advantage is going to be massive in this series. I, I, exactly absolutely massive i i really think that too and uh, i mean I, I i don't really know what what, what more to say for, for for game one i mean it, it is what it is but i i really think they're going to come out strong tomorrow and it's it's just looking about at that game one against vegas i mean it was a 4-1 loss instead of 5-1 but i mean you, when it was 4-1 at the end of the game and then like uh, tampa bay had that power play and if i'm not mistaken they had five fours on the ice at one point like i could you could tell price barely cared at that point you know like he doesn't care about his stats you know and it's just it's, it was time to move on to the next game and it's and the, and then the and the fact that they are doing that tampa bay it's just like i get not taking the foot off the gas it's, it's the finals and all that but i don't know it doesn't it just it just feels like that's the type of thing that karma comes back to bite you and, and and like as like I said, as much as I don't believe in that type of stuff, usually like team of destiny or karma and all that, it just feels like it's been all over the place in these playoffs. Yeah. And just with with their whole cap situation with Tampa Bay, you know what I saw though just before we recorded this, I found very interesting that someone pointed out. So this loophole for the cap has been around for a long time, and Tampa Bay is not the first team to abuse it. I think they're the first team to abuse it this much, but. One of the, I think it was back in 2015, the Chicago Blackhawks did something very similar, and they were able to be a good amount over the cap for their cup run. And then a team made a complaint and said that this rule should be looked at and should be adapted to fix it. And guess who that team was? Yep. Yeah, I saw that too. The Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning, and Tampa they were Bay the Lightning. only team. Only team that voted for it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like, NHL, I told you so, and I guess I'll abuse it myself now. So now, now you got to think that it's going to be it's gonna be changed uh, because – and, and that, that's just so frustrating, though, you know, because you, yeah. you, you hate being the team that has to kind of – like, the Canadians are not going to be the last team having to kind of, like, suffer through dealing with this after – then they're going to change the rule. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just unfortunate, but it is what it is, and you gotta gotta kind of go with the hand that you're dealt. I mean, a lot of people seem to think the Canadians had a lot of lucky bounces early on. Of course, there's been injuries and suspensions uh, that went in the favor of the Canadians early in these playoffs. But then you you go up against this team with Tampa Bay that has 18 million dollars over the cap. But it is what it is, and you just gotta deal with it. And this team, if if any team has gone through adversity to make it this far, it's it's the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, you know, there's no definitely no reason to think that they can't come back and uh, and, you know, tie up the series tomorrow and, and win this series. And, 
you know what a it is what it is i mean the, as far as the cap situation goes what a, they're up you know they're 18 million dollars over the cap i mean it, at the end of the day it's it is legal what they did they're playing within the rules and and it's up to up, up to the canadians to win it now so so what do you think for game two what do you think is gonna are they gonna pull through yeah, I think they're going to win tomorrow. It's going to be it's going to be a really tight game. Obviously, I mean, I think like most games uh, in this series, um, it, it's going to be, you know, I, I think really what they need to do tomorrow is is they really have to jump out to a good start yeah. and and get that first goal. Um, you know, Carey Price is obviously going to have to be fantastic at the top of his game. But yeah, I definitely think I think the Canadians are going to pull it out uh, tomorrow. And uh, you know, I think. They're, they'll probably end up splitting it at home, and I think you know it'll it'll be two two, probably the next time we do a a podcast next week. Yeah, I, I I'm feeling the same way. Like I really think they're gonna respond well. Uh, we've we've seen that this team can adapt, and they're gonna find a way. And I think I think Price tomorrow has has a monster game, because uh, uh, I think I don't think Price played bad. He made some great saves, but by his standards, you know, you usually expect him to, to, to let in less than, than four goals. Like I was, I know it was five, but I don't really care about the last goal. Like I said, it's like at that point, uh, everyone knew it was over. Um, so I think, I think we see, we see kind of price in a must win kind of mode where we, we know he can kind of step his game up. And I think we see a monster game by him. And it's about, I, I do think that when the Canadians had their chances yesterday, like not to take anything away from Vasilevsky, he played well, but the jitters were there, you know, like the, there was a bit of nervousness and, and, and that, that affects your finish, you know, and I think that's going to be kind of gone tomorrow. And, yeah. And, 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 and another key also is the special teams. The, the Canadians have to score on the power play and they have to, to, to get back to being the, the shutdown PK they've been all, all series because especially like I know the rest are not going to want to decide the games, but like. It was getting pretty, pretty, pretty chippy yesterday. So I wouldn't be surprised if early on the refs called a few penalties on both sides to make sure it doesn't kind of get into the same thing. Because there was there was the five thousand dollars suspension to Shea Weber today, which which is so ridiculous when you look. Like I'm not saying uh, uh, did I say suspension? I mean a uh, five thousand dollar fine to Shea Weber. It, it, look, he did slash him. It deserved a penalty on the play. But like the ref is right there. You can see it clear in the replay that that's going around about the play. And then he's looking at it, and then there's no call. And then he gets a fine, and it, it just shows. It just it's, it's such a bad look for the league, you know. So that's why I think after that, after the the Gallagher thing, the bloody picture that's doing the rounds and all that, like I I think there's gonna be a lot of penalties early on tomorrow, and how those special teams, like what happens there, is really gonna determine how the game goes. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's probably a good point. Yeah. It was pretty chippy there, especially at the end. So you know that it it. Wouldn't be that surprising, I guess, to to probably see a couple of early penalties like that, just you know, for the for the refs to sort of get control of the game early on. But man, does their power play look scary? Yeah. yeah. Every time, I mean, the Canadians have had you know basically his his historically good PK this in these playoffs, and I mean they they just didn't. I mean they only scored the one goal, obviously late in the game on the power play, but every time they had a power play chance, I mean they were they looked threatening. They can't. They had the puck. I mean they had. You know, they they basically were in the zone in the Canadian zone the whole power play each time. I think they had three power plays, and I mean they were moving the puck around. They had a lot of one timers in that. I mean, you know, any time they they're out there, it's they're going to be a threat for sure. But I also think that the the PK for the Canadians wasn't playing as well as they've played. You know, like once again, not to take anything away from Tampa Bay, and they did play well. 
I, I keep saying it, but I do think the Canadians in every aspect of yesterday's game were in their own heads. Now, I, I think the moment got big for them, and I think that's just a game one jitters. And I think they're going get, to get those out of the way, and we're going to see a much more competitive game tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, uh, yeah, they they looks they were sloppy out there. Um, you know, they they were just were not on their game whatsoever for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know if it was the jitters. I mean, obviously there are some young kids on the team, but I mean, there's so many veterans too. Maybe that they, that like you said, haven't necessarily been to the Stanley Cup final, no. but you know, maybe maybe that's what it is. And you know, whatever it was, they were sloppy. They can obviously play much much better and you know if they are on their game they're it, when they're firing in all cylinders they can definitely beat the beat the lightning i mean the uh, one guy that didn't seem to have jitters though also i will say is josh anderson and i know his goal was a little fluky when went, went off uh, a tampa bay player's uh ass basically uh but uh i mean he was all over the place he i had he, I, I love seeing him with a big smile on his face uh going into the um i think it was pat maroon and him keep going kept kept kind of yeah. going at it both of them and it's just, I mean, you gotta love Anderson. He, he he just seems like he was born for these moments, right? And someone pointed out that he was part of that Columbus team that uh, that swept Tampa Bay uh, a couple years ago, right? So, I mean, he he knows how to beat the this uh, this Tampa Bay team. And uh, like I said, it was a fluky goal that first goal, but I think we're going to continue seeing a very very strong series from uh, from from Josh Anderson. Yeah, and that, that's what he has to do. Obviously, I mean, uh, you know, he was he was a big part of, like you said, them. Well, when he was with the Blue Jackets, sweeping the Lightning, and that, that's how he's got to play. You know, he's got to be in their face. He's got to throw the body around, and and you know, hopefully, he can chip in a couple of goals too. But um, yeah, you definitely like to see. You know, he was probably aside from Price, I would say, the guy that. Maybe the only guy in the Canadians that really had a good game. I yeah, think, I, was, so. I, was, I would say so. I definitely think he had a solid game. Uh, one one guy that it's hard to watch in the Lightning, and I think had a very good game yesterday, is uh, a little defenseman uh, called Sergachev. <laughs> now, I, I obviously, considering everything that's happened, I don't want to get into the whole like trade debate. You know, we obviously wish to win well, and we love to win, but man, Sergachev looked really good yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> always a pain seeing him, and, and it felt like the like watching the game on TBS Bog. It seemed like they were like trying to rub it in. Yeah, <laughs> basically talking about him every chance they had. But they um, weren't mentioning the trade. I noticed, right? Uh, mm. I I I feel like they didn't talk about really how he was drafted by the Canadians, and and you gotta think for someone like Sergeyev that. Like even though he didn't play along with the Canadians, there, there's always something there. Like you remember the team that drafted you, and then all of a sudden they move you when you're ready to break into the league. There's got to be a chip on that shoulder there. And I, I mean, he looked good yesterday, but then at the same time, I do think he can put himself in a situation if he does feel like he wants to do big things in the Canadians, where maybe he can try to do a bit too much. And we've seen a lot of double agents in these series for the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galchenyuk had that beautiful pass in overtime <laughs> that uh, uh, that allowed, allowed us to not get eliminated. And then uh, there's someone else. I'm blanking on it right now. I mean, Pacioretty was doing his best patio ready impression during uh, the Vegas series, so that's uh, that's that's really kind of him. Uh, there was another former had that had a moment. I'm I'm blanking on it right now. Oh, uh... Nate Thompson. Nate Thompson made a made a mistake in the in the Winnipeg series, right? Like it was on the uh, it could be yeah that seems so long ago <laughs> I know I know doesn't it I, I swear they 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 played Toronto like last season it's, it's true 
we're so not used to being this deep into a playoff run. Like, usually at this point, I'm checked out completely. I'm looking at the box <laughs> scores when the teams are playing. I'm like, it's summertime. Where's their hockey on? Uh, it feels a bit different when the Canadians are so involved. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, well, especially the the Jet series. I mean, like, it was easy peasy, basically. Yeah. All the other, you know, the other series were pretty stressful. But, but uh, yeah, it fe- feels forever ago. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Sergachev. You know, I mean, obviously last night he was great, um, but, you know, he has had his up and down moments uh, a lot and, and this season included. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he has a couple of brain farts that uh, the Canadians can capitalize on. All right, now, and, you know, so if, for... if McDonough wants to screw up a couple of times, too, that'd be great, too. <laughs> That's right. I forgot they have McDonough, too. Yeah. I was I was watching their last series. They kept talking about him as a warrior and all. McDonough doesn't bother me at, at much because at this point, even if the Canadians hadn't traded him, he's probably not in Montreal anymore. You know, because it's been so long. He's had a pretty long career. But uh, uh, I mean, it's interesting how there's this series has a lot of Canadians first rounders playing in it. If if you combine our team plus uh, the uh, the other team, uh, a lot yeah. of, a lot of players drafted by the Canadians in the first round playing in this series. <laughs> Yeah, they have a lot of Quebec-born players on their team too. Yeah, not which, true. That's true. <laughs> you know, um, if if they do beat the Canadians, I'm sure that's going to help uh, some people's narratives. Yeah. But anyway, uh, speaking of uh, Quebec-born players, I mean, there's Killorn. It's from Montreal, and I mean, you don't want to wish injuries on anyone, but he blocked that shot yesterday. Uh, didn't really finish the game. He's day to day right now. So, I mean, it's, it's not it's not how you want to win, but it's not a bad thing for the Canadians for. For the the depth of because uh, he, he's not one of their elite players but he's definitely one of their solid players uh, uh, so it's a it's, it's it's a good sign for the Canadians if they they're getting a little bit banged up even if he does play he, at this point you know the, the, everyone's playing injured right like we found out that Alec Martinez in, in Vegas was playing with a broken foot uh, so um, it's That's about crazy. who's yeah that is crazy like I, I can't do anything if sometimes my feet are just a little sore from taking a long walk and I'm like oh, I have to I have to stay in all day today. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, but now I'm excited because now the rumors, you mentioned it before, is that the Canadians, so there was that whole spat between the mayor of Montreal, that, that was so confusing to me, like the mayor of Montreal and the, the, the VP of, like, of sales or something for the Canadians, they were, like, arguing but saying the same thing, it's, it's just, I don't know why you guys are arguing, it's, 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 it's the authorities that are not letting the, the gatherings happen. Uh, but now the Canadians made a uh, like a a request to have half the arena full, and that that would be huge. I mean, half the arena they might they might as well they may, it might as well be full. Like noise wise, it's it's going to be so loud. Oh, for sure. No, for sure. It's it's uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see we'll see what's going to happen with how many people are actually going to be able to go to the games. But uh, I mean, I mean, even when they have you know at this point three thousand five hundred people. I mean, uh, you know, it's it uh, it's allowed 3,500. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a weird situation with uh, with the mayor of Montreal and uh, and yeah, I, I think it's I forget what his name is, Pierre Lacroix. And, and yeah, I'm not exactly sure what he is. Uh, I think he's like the VP of communications or something, yeah, like, something that. like that. But yeah. yeah, it's it's a bold strategy from Valérie Plante uh, for you know if she wants to be reelected to <laughs> in the middle of the Stanley Cup Finals to sort of bad talk the canadians a little bit yeah. like a bit of a backhanded com- not not even a compliment but a little yeah, comment yeah, yeah. It, 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 was, it was a little weird way of uh of going about it for sure but 
it, 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 it is frustrating at, at this point that it, it just it just feels like the numbers keep going down. I mean, I don't want to get too political about the vaccine and all that stuff, and but people are vaccinated and numbers are going down, and the like like other places are opening. Like I just I feel like like we're in the finals. Like I know that's not how we should make our these decisions, but man, just have half the arena full. It's, it's like and especially since you'd think we'd be hearing about breakouts because of all these gatherings happening in the streets, but we're not. And I don't see why we can't it's have. Going down. Yeah. So I mean, uh, hopefully we get it, and uh, uh, it, it just be, it would be so huge. Like it, neither of us plan on going. I mean, we don't. As much as we love the Canadians, we don't. Five thousand dollars per ticket, love the Canadians, or even more than that. You know, like it, <laughs> we don't make that kind of money. Because uh, even if it if they 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 raise it to ten thousand fans, it's still going to be crazy expensive to uh to to go see the games. But man, you just want to. I just, I just want to have a game where the the full the full force and even if it's just half like it will feel like they're full they'll be just as loud as Tampa Bay if not more. And that's oh. a big thing with the Islanders series, right? They were so hard to beat at home because they have such crazy fans and and with the Islanders, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to be the same obviously for the Canadians regardless if it's 3500 or 10,005. I mean, uh Asking it. It's going to be exciting and looking forward to it. But yeah, I mean, uh, anyway, we got our tickets to go see the uh, game of the Jumbotron tomorrow. Yeah, so. that'll be uh, good that, that was enough. <laughs> that, yeah, that's 10 bucks a ticket. I, I can uh, I can muster that. That's good. That sounds about right. Uh, and uh, I mean, you mentioned you had a Twitter question earlier on. Uh, you, you never told me what it was about, so I don't know when to introduce into the episode. I mean, I did tell you. I did, did tell you what it was before. Well, maybe uh, I, was, maybe I wasn't listening. Yeah, sounds about right. All right, so a Twitter question from Kevin Rogers at KA Rogers 77. If you could choose the player who scores the cup winning goal for the Habs, which player would you pick? Yeah, you did tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I I think there's a lot of good candidates, but I mean, to me, there's really only one right answer, and it's Brandon Gallagher. 100%. I mean, there really is only the one right answer. Uh, I just. No one else is. And like we had, we had already the like I said, it was great having the shutdown line, getting that series winning goal uh, to make it to the final, and specifically that Dano, even though he didn't score, it was it was his beautiful pass that led to the goal, and for that to happen on Saint Jean, you know, the one Quebecer on the team, and then he in the press conference he starts off by just saying Bon Saint, and then he goes into it, you know, brought out his most Quebecois accent, like we already got that aspect done. And then the, the the perfect thing for it would be for Gallagher to score, and like for him and for in the celebration, you know, is he's because his face is all fucked up right now, you know, he's got he's just adding scars left and right throughout these playoffs, and I just I want to see that that look, you know, uh, so yeah, there's I I don't think there's like who would be number two because I think Gallagher is the obvious number one, but who would even be number two? Uh, I mean, I think Dan Oak would be a yeah. cool one uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Aside from that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I love Lekkinen, um, but you know, he already had that big goal, so yeah. he doesn't need another one. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the kids would be cool, but like, yeah. I feel like it's it's you know, it's it's a veteran moment, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm happy for anyone. I mean, I mean, like 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 Lekkinen, like they have to sign him now. You know, I know he's an RFA, but they have to hold on to him. I mean, feel like would feel like like he, he was probably sticking around going to next year regardless, yeah. but. It would feel like a travesty after this to, for him to like he's a Habs legend for forever now, like regardless. True. 
Yeah, you see, he scored the biggest goal in franchise history over the last 28 years. So yeah, at yeah. least, yeah, 28 years. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think he was going anywhere anyway. But uh, now it's, I mean, it's definitely sealed. I mean, and, and the only other person I can think of, I mean, of the Ford, of the kids, I think Kutkin Yemi would be the most fun story because he's the one that gets or got, at least during the season, the most kind of hate and the most kind of like talk about being a bust and all that. So for him to get that goal, uh, just for, for that talk to, to be to be, to rest like forever uh, would be uh, uh, would be great. But I think number two, you got you got to give it to Shea Weber. If it's not Gallagher, that would be pretty cool. Just a blast from the point, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I, I would pick Weber. Wouldn't be my top guy. I mean, like I feel like he's only been with the Canadians for five years. I mean, Gallagher would. I mean, I guess five years is quite is quite oh, a yeah. while. Five but... years is a long time. Like, there's not that many players like outside of Gallagher. Like, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing. Like, I still agree that Gallagher is is number one. But uh, after Gallagher, I mean, there's there's a big drop off of who the next guy could be. I mean, I definitely take Dano. I think I'd take the kids yeah. before Weber. Not that I'm yeah. trying to hate on Weber or anything here, but um, it, it, I, I, I would pick Jeff Petrie before Shea Weber. Oh, really? Yeah, I definitely would. Why Jeff Petrie before? Petrie, I mean, Petrie. I mean, how long has he been with the Canadians? He's been. I mean, I guess it hasn't been that much longer than than Weber. Yeah. I mean, must have been here for like four, uh, five or six years at this point. But I don't know. I, I have a big soft spot for Petrie no, more, I, I, more so than Weber anyway. Yeah, no, I, I get that totally. I'm not, I'm not against that idea either. And how he kind of decided to re-sign has been pretty vocal about loving it in Montreal and all that. So hey, I'm a bit, big fan of Petrie. Don't uh, don't get me wrong. But I, I just think of the – like Shea Weber is a Canadian – Shea Weber and Price are the veteran stories for our team. Because right? like every year in the playoffs, once the Canadians are out, you always sort of try to – Okay, what bandwagon do I want to hop on? And in general, I always like hopping on a, whatever team has that veteran who's never won the cup, but you know deserves to lift the cup before they they, they retire. And I mean, Price is just 33, and if this team is trending in the right direction, like it is, I think he he could have another chance after this year. Uh, I mean, Shea Weber though, I mean, he's been on other good teams in his life, and this is his first time in the final. So there's something about it. he'd be the guy I'd be rooting for if I wasn't a Habs fan to to, to get. To, to, to lift the cup so seeing him score that goal would be great too but at the same time that's not that's not necessarily his game anymore like I, it might even be better just for him to have a crazy big hit or defensive player blocks like he blocks he makes a crazy blocked shot and then it the the, the rebound goes to Gallagher and then he scores the, <laughs> the the cup winning goal maybe something like that would be like the best of both worlds yeah, yeah, I mean that that would definitely make a lot of sense. And I should mention that we that uh, there was actually a a, um, a response to that to uh, to Kevin's tweet uh, from Clarky at CMC seven three two Clarky, uh, and he said the guy that he'd like to see the most score that game winning goal or the cup clinching goal would be Carey Price. I mean, <laughs> that, <be> pretty, yeah. <laughs> I, mean I thought about that. Not sure how that would that work, joke, but. but I mean I guess if they pull the goalie and then and then Price scores in the empty net. And then they score on Price. He would technically get the cup clinching goal. I'm fairly confident that's never happened before. So that was pre- that would be pretty epic. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like aside from that, a lot of the goal scorers on the Canadians are new guys, right? Like it's I'd rather see the kids than Anderson or Toffoli. Like nothing against them; they've been great additions. But uh, yeah, I mean, but uh, thanks for the question. It's an interesting question for sure. At the end of the day, I mean, it could be damn Brett Kulak. I don't care, man. Like, exactly. I mean, yes. or Ben Sherratt, who's been probably the one I've 
shit on the most this season. Let him get the game-winning goal and do it, man. John Merrill, man. Give me John, John Merrill. Give me John Merrill. Clinching goal. <laughs> I mean, whichever. It, uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and oh, then Paul Byron. Paul Byron wouldn't be bad, actually. That's a good call. That's a good call yeah. for sure. And then he's had some clutch goals in these playoffs for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and maybe uh, even uh, Joel Armia with with the crap luck he's had this season overall with all the the COVID stuff. But yeah, Byron's a good call. Byron's a good call. And uh, I mean, before we end things off here, it, it feels weird to talk about the off season when they're in the middle of a finals run. But I think it'd be I thought it'd be interesting to talk about the contract that Ryan Nugent Hopkins just had because the Canadians also have a 28 year old pending UFA on their roster. Not the same type of players at all. I'm talking about Phil Deno, obviously. But Nugent Hopkins got a very interesting contract where he got a lot of term, but less average like money that you we would expect him to get. Like I, I, I'm sure on the open market. I mean, I'm not sure because it's hard to tell with the cap and everything, the flat cap. But you gotta think he would have got more than 5.1 million on the open market, which is what he got. Yeah. But it's over eight years. I mean, do you think we could see something similar with Dano? Because I mean. They have to re-sign him with the playoffs he's got, but at the same time, he's he's earned a paycheck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's clearly going to be the comparison that uh, the Dano's agent's going to be using. You would think, obviously, I mean, like you mentioned, it's not exactly the same type of player, but you know, obviously, Nugent Hopkins has more offensive potential, but I mean, Dano, we all know what he brings defensively to the team. Um, I mean, I, I don't have, you know, if if Dano were looking for the same contract. Eight years, man. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long contract. But five, five million, I mean, I definitely don't have any problem with that. Um, you know, even maybe a little bit more. I don't think I'd want to go over five and a half for Dano. But, man, yeah, that, that eight years kind of kind of scares me okay. a little bit. Would you rather get Dano at five million for eight years or get him at six, six point five even for four years? Oh man, that's. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, I don't think you can give him that much, especially not six point five. Maybe six. Maybe six. I think maybe I could do that. But man, this run doesn't happen without Dano, and, uh, and 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 you gotta think, Pizza Man has embraced his uh, his shutdown role in these playoffs, right? And which is what we've wanted for him this whole time. And I mean, he looks pretty happy just stopping uh, the, the the top player on the other team and not getting that many points. And he hasn't scored a goal. No one cares. Yeah. This is what we've wanted from Dano for a while, and he's embraced it. And we know that he can get some points, you know. And given like it's it just the reality of these playoffs is he's been put in a situation where he, it's normal that he's not getting any points. It would hurt this team a lot to lose Dano. So you kind of gotta give him what uh, what he wants a little bit. Eight years is tough, though. Like you said, he's 28, brings him to 36. But the one thing, though, a guy like Dano's skill, his skill set is a skill set that you think will last long. You never know with injuries and all that. But I feel like in general, those shutdown guys, and it's not like he's he's a shutdown guy built around speed. Not that he's a slow player, yeah. but it's not like he has breakneck speed, right? He's a smart player. He's good on faceoffs. He just has 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 good stick stick skills, like poke checking the puck and all that. So I'm not that scared about giving him maybe maybe not eight like seven like I, I'd give him the same contract maybe my, minus one year. I wouldn't be too mad about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that definitely is a good point that 
he's obviously not dependent on his speed or anything mm-hmm. like that. Really, obviously, like you said, he's not. He's it's not like he's a slow guy, but he's a cerebral guy. So it, it's going to be, um, you know, I, I mean, yeah, you know, if I had to say right now, I think I'd, I'd give him that exact same contract. I think. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, if that's that, what's going to make him yeah. say yes, because like yeah. re- realistically, is there maybe two, maybe three years more than you would hope? But yeah, then, definitely. like, who cares about those two, three years at the same time, you know? And I feel like with the young guys coming up, with guys like – like, Kotkaniemi's a, a RFA this year. I, I think Kotkaniemi's probably going to get more of a bridge contract uh, just because he he hasn't, like, exploded offensively in the same way that kind of Suzuki has. But once Suzuki's contract comes up, he's probably going to get a pretty, pretty good paycheck. paycheck. And then if Caulfield comes up the way he is, you know, cause, so money's going to be needed to keep these guys on this team. So it's more important, I think. It's more valuable to the Canadians to, to 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 save on money, and then not worry too much about the term. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean that 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 definitely makes sense. And I mean, you know, I mean maybe the cap is going to stay stable for the next you know two three years maybe, but it, you know eventually it is going to go up. Exactly. I mean, they, you know. So I mean, they they just signed a new TV deal, right? With I think it was ESPN or something. So I'm assuming there's a lot of money, probably yep. a lot of money coming in from that. So. Yeah, man. Our our boy PK Subban's been killing it on ESPN. I mean, they have him on on air with uh, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if our, our our fans in Canada watch Stephen A. Smith a lot. If you're not a basketball or football fan, but he is a bit crazy. But PK is good at matching his energy. It's it's been pretty entertaining. I hate Smith so much. He's so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's entertaining though. At the same time, though, like I, I don't mind him that much. I mean, he's not. He, there, there are worse guys. There's very few worse guys, but he's pretty annoying. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good for PK. You know, I mean, he never seems to make it very far in the playoffs. So I mean, uh, you know, he's got some. <laughs> I mean, hey, we always knew he was gonna. If he wanted to be uh, on air, he was. He was gonna have, have a future. And I actually think. He's gonna do a lot for the league in uh, in, in America. Uh, I, I think having because as much as you might dislike a guy like Stephen A. Smith, there's no denying that there's like there's a reason why he get he has paid a lot by ESPN. He, like the, the the sports media in America is very very different to sports media in Canada, uh, and specifically hockey media, which tends to be very traditional. I mean, we we did used to have Don Cherry, which he was our goofball here here in uh, in Canada. But in, in the States, it's very kind of like it's 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 almost like you're watching an action movie when you're watching like a like a like a sports show or, or whatever. They're, they're very intense about everything. And I think P.K. Subban's going to fit right in there. So I'm uh, I'm happy for him there. And, and speaking of the broadcast, we've talked about this a little bit. And I know TVS ball gets a lot of hate. And like, don't get me wrong. I miss Pierre Rude. But I haven't. I've enjoyed the the TV op. They're growing on me, and I'll, the intermission guys, uh, both that Pierre and uh, and and that Andre said they've been fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean they they've they've been fantastic. Absolutely. I mean they've they've been basically game changers for TVS Bob. I mean they they they've been quality. I mean they they obviously have a great future. You know, Subban has a great future in the states. They definitely have a great future here in Quebec. Um, I'm I'm still not sold on on everybody else. I'm not a big fan of Felix Seguin or Patrick Lalim. Um, but you know, it's better than listening to it in English with uh, you know a bunch of people that hate the Canadians. So. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, it's so obvious they hate the Canadians. Like they talk about 
like being an unbiased broadcast, but they're not. Like if I'm gonna watch a biased broadcast, I want them to be biased towards the Canadians <laughs> at at the very least. But honestly though, like I'm wondering if Felix Seguin started saying but instead of Ecount, I feel like people wouldn't be annoyed by him by that much. I really feel like it's just the Ecount that people don't like. But I don't think he's gonna budge from that, you know? I think uh, it's but, also like the high pitch that his voice hits. Yeah, yeah. When he says it. But... Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I think he can't help it. But the thing is, is it, Pierre Rude's an icon, you know? You can't really... It's not fair to expect anyone to be as good. But, like, my ideal broadcast would be the, the play-by-play by, by RDS, but then the the intermission by the, the guys from TVA because, man... It, I, I'm I'm over the old guard on like the the like the, the Benoit Brunet who's still there, the Mario Tremblay who I mean, I don't want to speak too poorly on him, but he seems like he maybe has a few, you know, before the broadcast. He just gives that vibe personally. I think <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's just it's nice. I like seeing the the, the younger guys who were in the league more recently. Uh, be there, and and I don't hate Lalim. I mean, he's definitely not as good as Mark Denny, but Mark Denny's also phenomenal, right? So uh, it is what it is. But I, at least we do have for the for the calls because I've been loving those tweets. Uh, I I wish I could shout out who does the who does this on Twitter. But when there's a big goal, they'll post uh, kind of like seven different broadcasts calling the goal. At, at least we got the radio. The radio call is fantastic. Martin McGuire is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's that's true. I mean. Uh... Yeah, it's it, it. You know, I mean, it, it'd definitely be a lot better if we could uh, if we could have Pierre Hood and Marc Denis on the on the broadcast. But uh, well, whatever. We'll take uh, Felix Seguin if it means yeah. the Canadians keep going in the playoffs. No, exactly. At, at, at the same time, I'm wondering if am I, is it just because I'm so happy watching the Canadians right now that it doesn't matter who the broadcast team is. I'm just enjoying them now because now I'm, I'm associating Felix Seguin's high pitch voice saying "a count" to so many of my best memories you know so so like now forever when i hear the 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 lekanen call i'm not gonna be like oh it's uh i'll be like no oh yeah i remember this i remember where i was exactly and i'm gonna get chills every time so maybe that's what he needed to establish himself is is this type of run because man this uh, i don't think we're gonna forget this regardless how it ends anytime soon no that's for sure and uh well I mean, we're just we're four more wins away. Canadian, the Habs have. Hopefully, they have four more wins in them. Amen. And uh, you know, hopefully, in two weeks or so, uh, yeah, in about two weeks from uh, from now, we're uh, we're going we're planning uh, planning planning going to the parade. Oh man! Oh my God! I mean, first of all, they better organize a parade if 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 if, if that does happen. But at the same time, the fans just throw their own parade. We saw that at the end of. Uh... Uh, of the game against Vegas. I mean, the streets were packed. It was absolutely incredible. I just want to get to do that again, honestly. Yeah. All right, so I, I think uh, that does it for, uh, for for this week's episode. I mean, like I keep saying, just keep enjoying it. Just just keep enjoying the ride. Looking forward to tomorrow's game. I think we're going to have a big performance. Me and Dustin, we both think they're going to win. So we'll be back next week to talk about where they are in the playoffs at that point. And as always, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you then. <laughs>